Welcome back to When Cinephiles Attack, a weekly podcast where four movie fans test the limits of their friendship. I'm Mela, here with Josh, Lacey, and Rashawn. You know, before we get started, y'all already know what the fuck I'm about to say. Get (laughs) over there, review, like, subscribe. Josh is going to reach through this little radio of yours and make you do it. So just do it. (laughs) You know what I mean? What's going on, y'all? What are we watching? Um, I watched. It's it came out in the middle or near the end of twenty twenty one, and I had I kind of took my time watching it. But I watched what I think is a top five show of the last year, and probably the best animated show to come out, and that is Arcane on Netflix. I'm gonna say what it is, and you're gonna immediately think <laughs> it's not for you. You might be right. But it's it animated. A, it's not for it's, her. That's true. <laughs> Just that's the you, the you in general. It's it's a computer animated steampunk sci-fi story based on characters from League of Legends, and that alone, I can see, I can hear everybody hitting the forward fifteen seconds button. That's not true. Not everyone. Lacey can attest. Someone who does not care or know about League of Legends at all. The show is just very, very good on its own. It's, it's so good. It's re- it's really fucking good. And it has probably the most accurate portrayal of trauma and mental illness and like really like mental breaking that I've seen in a long, long time. It's very good. It's very action heavy. It's a really fucking good show. And I know it's going to fall on deaf ears because they see League of Legends and that immediately checks people out. And I understand, but I promise it's really fucking good. It's really good. It has an all-star cast. I mean, Haley Seinfeld is crushing it right now. She's just all over the place. I do not play League of Legends. I know nothing about League of Legends. They started couple years ago right josh by releasing trailers for new characters where they would give backstory to the characters um and josh showed me some of those on youtube and i was fascinated by them the 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 animation is gorgeous the storytelling and the backstory that these characters have is so in-depth and so cool and i can only imagine that for people who do game it just enhances their experience but now watching Arcane, maybe I'll dip my toes in it a little bit. Maybe I'll I'll try a little Please League don't. of Legends at some point. Okay, I won't. It's so well done. It's so well done. And it's and it's, it's like the best animation I've seen in a really long time. I mean, I don't <laughs> even know what League of Legends is, so I'm happy for you to know. That's the thing is you don't need to know if I don't expect you guys to watch it. But to anybody else out there. If you're interested, you don't need to know anything about League of Legends to enjoy the show at all. People might at you, Josh, and be like, yeah, I feel the same way. You don't know. My, no, no, no. Uh, about what? They feel the same way about you? That, like with you? About or, you. Like that they loved it. It's one of the highest rated shows Netflix has ever had. 
Here we go. I feel like they say that about all of their programming. <laughs> yeah, they do. 80 million people are watching Netflix at any given time. <laughs> it's 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, IMDb, it's at 9.2. And hold on, let me. Yeah, I'm not watching Jesus. this. And it's at 9.4 in <laughs> Metacritic. Rashawn, are you watching anything? Mm, I got to see uh, Being the Ricardos. <gasps> <laughs> All right, let's hear it, Rashawn. Let's hear the defense of Nikki Kim. I know. Here we go. Already on edge, and I'm the only one that's seen it. I, we've seen the pictures. We've seen the behind, the behind the scenes photos of the makeup and the prosthetics. Um, we've had our worries. It's not Deborah Messing. It's not Kate Blanchett. Whatever. It was supposed to be Kate Blanchett at one point. She kills it. She kills it, dude. Okay, I know. Rashawn. Lacey's rolling her eyes about a movie she hasn't <laughs> seen yet. <laughs> Look, it's it, it's. I just want to say, like, the acting is really, really great. And it takes a... Sorkin takes kind of a Steve Jobs approach to it. Um, it's literally just one week in the production of, of I Love Lucy from table oh. to uh, final showing on Friday That's night. Pretty. That's pretty interesting. Um, so, it's, so it's really cool. And they, they do a lot with the time and, and structure. I think there's a framing device that I think could have just tossed out the window. But um, all that being said, Nicole, I think, is really, really good. Javier Bardem is, is good. Uh, Nina Arianda and J.K. Simmons is J.K. Simmons is uh, also plays the actor who plays Fred, and they are very, very, very good. the The cast is stacked like Tony Hale, um, Aaliyah Shawkat. It's just a really, really good supporting cast, and I thought they did a really good job. And that's all I'll say. Once you guys see it, I think it it should be on Amazon by now. I went to see it in theaters. Lacey, I want you to watch it, and I want you to come back here and tell me that it's bad. <laughs> I will. Her eyes could not be rolling farther in the back of her head right now. <laughs> I feel like no. I movie... want to see it. I do want to see it. I I get it. I I get the reservation, and I know that you guys are not Nikki heads as much as I am. But there are moments when they switch into the black and white. She's not Lucy, obviously. The whole show, she's Lucille, and there are moments when she switches into the the Lucy character, and they snap to the black and white, and it. It works. It really, really works. Um, the movie overall is not perfect, but I thought they pulled off what they were going for. I'm so glad the lady from the AMC commercials is finally getting work. <laughs> I mean, for real, we love to watch a climb, you know, a, a career climb. Right. And her sequence, You guys will too. never, never be able to drag Nikki Cates. I don't care. No, I I love her. I love I love her. I just don't love her in the way that you love her unconditionally. I wouldn't say it's unconditional. Uh, mm. I think she's very good. I think those pre AMC commercials are dystopian. I hate them so they're, much. They're so <laughs> unnecessary. We are already sitting in the movie theater. Why do we need this ad? Please, not only that. Kids. It's Nikki Kids. Who has never in her life watched a movie at an AMC theater? No. no. <laughs> AMC, we make movies better. She drops her accent for better, and it drives me crazy. Her accent she's, is barely there. It's she, like she she hasn't she's Australian, right? Yeah. yeah. And she says better instead of like she drops it for better, and it it 
I hate, I hate those commercials so much. <laughs> we see one oh, tonight, man. bitch. <laughs> Get ready. Pull out the script. Well, why was still spicy? Let's just get into it. <laughs> what are we fighting about today, guys? Carmela. Lacey. Lacey Ann. You pulled a me. I and sure we did. did. We did a double feature this week. Yes, we did. A musical double feature. Mm-hmm. Of Grease and Grease 2. John Travolta. Olivia Newton-John. Grease. The Broadway smash that made theatrical history by becoming one of the longest-running musical comedies of all time breaks loose on the motion picture screen. Then get ready for another term at Rydell High with Michelle Pfeiffer and Maxwell Caulfield. I'm talking about not one, but two of my favorite movies today. So Grease is a 1978 movie musical based on the 1971 stage musical of the same name, directed by Randall Kleiser. It stars John Travolta, Olivia Newton-John, Stalker Channing, Jeff Conaway, and Dee Dee Kahn. Grease depicts the lives of greaser Danny Zuko and Australian transfer student Sandy Olsen who develop an attraction for each other during the summer only to find each other again at Rydale High. Grease 2 is a 1982 sequel directed by Patricia Birch. We almost have the same new cast minus Didi Khan who plays Frenchie again. It stars Rashawn's queen Michelle Pfeiffer as Stephanie Maxwell Caulfield as Michael, followed by Adrian Zmed, Lorna Luft, Maureen Teefee, Peter Fretchett, Christopher McDonald, and Leaf Green. Come on, Shooter McGavin. So Grease 2, we are back at Rydell, two years after the original Rydell graduation. So we're in the 60s now. Senior year again, the Pink Ladies and the T-Birds have a whole new crew, but the roles are reversed. We follow our fearless leader of the pink lady, Stephanie. She's tired of the same old, same old. She's looking for a man with hell in his eyes. Michael is a new guy in school, but he's a bit of a quiet nerd. He fixes up an old motorcycle, grabs a leather jacket, and wins the heart of pink lady Stephanie Zanoni. Y'all, I wanted to bring in this this little double feature, or Grease, or Grease 2, a while back. But um, I had some reservations. I don't know why, because I fucking love both of these. On my uh, millionth watch of Grease 2, I can I can confidently say I love it more than Grease. And what? I, yeah, baby. I literally could feel my cheeks, like, smiling as I watched it. Can confirm. I know I am in the small percentage of a population out there that loves Grease 2, and I don't give a fuck. That is my crew. Stand together, Grease 2 lovers. Stand up if you're listening. Grease, I was in the musical, so it has like a little special place in my heart. I play Rizzo. Um, 
yeah. I didn't know this. Yeah. So, I mean, I just love it for that. And I think it's just like a fun fucking movie. I I know we're going to get into it and like nitpick it and everything. And I'm fucking ready because I've <laughs> seen this so many times. Um, so let's let's go around the, the Zoom and hear what my friends got to say. Let's start with, uh, I really, I honestly have no idea how anyone feels. I know how Josh feels. I don't know how Rashawn and Lacey feels. So, um, Lacey, you start. <laughs> um, Rashawn, during our Mamma Mia episode, loved Mamma Mia. Yeah. Did not love Mamma Mia too, And that is where I stand. <laughs> with Grease. And Grease too. Grease, I have such nostalgia for. I like. I watched it as a kid. I fawned over Danny Zuko. I fawned over Sandy. And it's just like I. I think I could actually quote it start to finish if if I really had to. I think I could at least the songs for sure. I know every word too. I just think it's it, it's a part of cinema history. It's Grease. It really is. Grease 2 did not need to happen. Okay. Not at all. I don't know why it happened. I don't know what story they're telling. I don't know why we care. No, it's not. It's not the same. The music, you came for the music in Mamma Mia by ABBA. Yeah. Grease 2, no Thank you. What music? No, no. The whole bowling scene? Are you kidding me? No, Mella. Cool Rider? Are you kidding me? That's the only song, and it's because it's Michelle Pfeiffer. There is one shining star in this movie, and it is Michelle Pfeiffer. She can do no wrong. I agree with you there, Rashawn. She is amazing, but Grace Two is not. I saw that, Josh. Mm. Okay, let's move Mm. on because we're gonna get into it, Rashani. Hit me What's with up? it. Let me know. Yeah, uh, Lacey said it's Greece. What is there to say? It's Greece. I um, also can probably quote it. I also did it in high school. <laughs> um, I, uh, I, I, I did Greece a lot. Um, here's where I'm probably gonna get crucified because of the Mamma Mia double feature. Don't you dare say it. Don't you <laughs> say it. I like them both a lot. <laughs> Am I biased? Yes. yes. 100%. I've seen every single one of her movies. Have never seen a Michelle Pfeiffer movie I did not like. And that is and that is bias on its face. Mm-hmm. I will be the first person to admit it. Hands in the air. On this cinephile podcast. My bias is for Angela Bassett, Michelle Pfeiffer, Charlize Theron. I don't care. And Fuck Nikki... Off. And Nikki Kids, apparently. <laughs> I mean, I, I will take it today. I will use it. But bias aside, I think it's just a really fun movie. I, I know that it's not Grease, of course, and it's kind of a reproduction of <laughs> <laughs> of Grease reversed. And I know you're going to come for me because of Here We Go Again. But it's better than Here We Go Again. It's it, better. Uh, it I don't, don't care. Don't, I don't care. Even, you want I me not to yell on this podcast, Rashawn? Don't you care. even fucking start. Are you kidding Yell to me? the heavens, my dear. I don't care. 
you just gave me permission. All right, here it comes. <laughs> if it's not an episode, you can't blame me. <laughs> yeah, I'm in the back for them both. I think the numbers are fine. I think everyone feels like a more cohesive ensemble and they feel like friends in this one because they're always all singing together. The movie starts off old in your face musical every single person on screen is dancing jumping into windows it's just fun yeah we'll talk about it all right josh the whole the whole reason why i didn't bring this movie up last year <laughs> or when we started this podcast let's hear it so we've done a christmas carol twice now and yeah. neither time was i given any leeway about it even though i was scrooge in a production of Christmas Carol. So I want both of you to know that your participation in Grease the Musical means dog shit to me. All right. <laughs> that wasn't that was prefaced for why I like it, not for why Josh should let me like it. I don't care. Um, That's Grease one is one of those movies where I'm aware of how popular it is and I don't hate it. It's it's got a place in cinema history, honestly, I think. I think people let it get away with a lot of stuff because they're nostalgic for it. I think there's a lot of shitty stuff in it that people let it get away with. That being said, I don't hate it. Turn it on and I didn't mind it. A lot of the songs get stuck in my head. It's Grease. It's Grease. Yeah. Grease 2. Mm-hmm. This is my first time watching it. That was torture. What do you I've mean? Never, I've never actively had to fight the urge to turn something off as many times as I did. Lacey can attest, we watched it. This We finished Grease 2 about 30 minutes before we started recording. I paused it at least a dozen times to see how much time was left watching it. And each time I paused it, there was more time left than the previous time. <laughs> I swear to God. <laughs> I hated Grease 2 so much. So Cool Rider was fun. Michelle Pfeiffer is the only thing that that saves it from being literally unwatchable. Every second of it, I was in physical pain. <laughs> well, well, let's start with the opening. Let's start mm -hmm. with the opening. Uh, in classical shitty music fashion, shitty musical fashion, we start uh, the 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 movie uh, with a song sung by a disembodied voice that isn't a character, and we never see or hear from again. I'm immediately, I immediately don't care about these characters because whoever's singing doesn't exist. The and soundtrack. What, what is this, Tarzan? No. This is it's, just this what is it a, is. This is a musical. You have to have somebody singing. Like, what? why should I care about them being back to school if whoever's singing about being back to school isn't, I'm not, they're not, I don't see them. They're not Everybody was singing. All the back to schoolers were in singing. The, in the chorus. But yeah. every verse, there was no, none of the, ver the verses were all sung by a disembodied voice. It was just the movies. Yeah, the ominous presence of school Who, is singing. What, what, what happens in when does that show up in Greece one? I mean, it's not a number, but that Greece opens with Greece. Mm-hmm. I understand. Okay, I understand what you're saying there. That's valid, but Greece is an established song in the world of Greece because we hear it again, like on a radio or something. But we're also getting that weird. It's fucking weird. The weird animated montage at the beginning of Grease 1, too. It's not, we're not seeing characters that aren't singing. I mean, is that a rule that you have, the person singing has to be on screen? Well, how does that work in a musical setting, then? In a stage setting, how does that work? 
Well, Grease 2 was never on stage, but I imagine... On stage. Yeah, on, no shit. Unfortunately. Um, but I imagine <laughs> in a stage setting, it would just be the chorus singing. Yeah. And that same person who's like the lead singer would just be that... Just be in the chorus. I don't want to spend too much time on the opening number. Cause... Also, it's the four tops. Like, I don't care. They can right. Sing. They can <laughs> like, sing. It's, it, let them sing a number. I'm sh- we have bigger fish to fry. I don't... I don't, I don't like the this. opening number, but I will say something I did like about Grace 2 that I noticed because we got so many group numbers in it. And rather than it being polished choreography, everyone danced as their character would. So all the T-Birds had like, they they did all those, you know, swoopy, swoopy to the sides, really small and controlled and cool guy. The nerdy girl on the side was like flailing her arms side to side. Like everybody in the chorus danced as if they were their character rather than just dancers doing a number, which I appreciated. I that's think that's probably like the only nice thing I will say about it. I think a so lot you of love that Greece is too. yeah, you love Greece no. too. No, and a lot of that has to do with like the director, Patricia was a choreographer of Greece, so I feel like she took mm. what she wanted from Greece and like put it in Greece too. And I was like, all these people are gonna have their own. I that's why I think Greece too, where Sean tapped into it a little bit, is like the characters are better in Greece too. I feel like no, every- not. yes, they are. <laughs> Everybody oh, is. No, no. They're so much cooler in Greece too. They are what? so much cooler. Everybody has a more well-rounded character in Greece too. Everybody they, or every... just Michelle Pfeiffer because no. she's Michelle fucking Pfeiffer. No, Rhonda. Everybody, every single girl in there, and the guys. I feel like the guys I would say are similar, but I think the pink ladies are more themselves and they are just like we're the pink ladies and we're all just like absolutely not you i don't play i would not say yeah better mel i think that's a bit much um i'm saying i it. think you're biased you're biased <laughs> there's no rizzo there's barely frenchy there's no marty like the grease characters are iconic i do think they are the iconic. characters in greece to do their best but there's no I am look at me I'm Sandra D. There's no songs to really like give us. And Paulette depth. has a beautiful voice. Paulette has a really good singer, and they give her like one line per group number. They don't give her like anything. But then I do. I feel like if we would have had Grease two, if everybody had their song, y'all would have been like, well then what's the point? We saw it in Grease one. Why does everybody need their song? No, no. That's how I feel about Mamma Mia, too. And you didn't like it. I liked it. I would have loved one-on-one songs from all of our characters. Look, Paulette is Except the only for pink few. lady in... Continue, sorry. Paulette is the only pink lady in Greece too, that's well-rounded at all. At all. At all? What are the other ones? A virgin? One of them doesn't like her nose. That's her storyline. Yeah. Okay. Frenchie has, aspira- Frenchie has aspirations and dreams that we watch... Uh, come to fruition and then get shattered. Rizzo, we have her whole story of a pregnancy scare. Uh, 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 what's her name? What's her name? What's her? Uh, 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 the other one? Jan. Marty. 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 Marty you see Marty and her uh, afflictions and and coming and happenings with men, which we need to talk about. But like the Pink Ladies in Greece one are miles better than the Pink Ladies in Greece two. What are you talking about? I'm not gonna lay down on this. I just I, I I'm gonna. Be in the middle. I th- I think 
I think Mel, you're giving a little too much credit to Greece too, and I think you guys are giving a little too much credit to Greece. Like they're both just musical characters, and they are as fleshed out as they are fleshed out. Yeah, I, I mean, they can't be. I'm like, like holding everyone in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they so can be annoyed by you right now. As Rashawn. fleshed out as we want, but I guess like all I'm saying, baseline, yes. You would think I would have more bias. You said that I played Rizzo. I would have more bias for that one. I love Rizzo. I love the Greece. But I think all I was saying is that the people in Greece too are cooler. (laughs) (laughs) Whoever wrote Greece too needs to be put into prison. Why? Why? There are four four 12-minute songs in this movie about teenagers having sex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be, they're all adults. We can we can talk about it. Not in the movie. Why are you acting like teenagers aren't horny and inappropriate? That's fine. But that's what I'm saying. In Greece, in Greece one, there was more happening. There was the there was Greece lightning and there was beauty school dropout and there was even look Sandra Dio's about being a virgin. But in Greece two, we're fucking. The- we are fucking. But we're not. Even Greece Lightning is kind of about sex. Like though they they're always talking about sex in Greece too. Okay, Greece then it's, and Greece then, too. Then it's then there's more. Yes, they are. They are there's, not always talking about sex in Greece. They're not Especially always Greece, like, talking about sex, but they are always talking about sex. If you that think there's any, that's fine. Then give me give me subtle innuendo instead of just a whole song about a fucking uterus reproduction is reproduction one of the best. is so fun it's that so song fun, is so bad dude no. it's so much what? fun no it's it doesn't learning. have a tune it doesn't <laughs> learning, where, does, Mella. where where does the pollen go i watched that shit when i was nine years old i had no fucking idea what they were talking about all i know is that i was doing the little sperm <laughs> the little sperm <laughs> arms in my living room and having my brother break them like Come on, that's a fun ass number. It's, it's a all really these, fun number. All these teenagers are talking about about getting laid, as you would in high school. Okay, that's fine. I can I have one other one other topic? No. Uh, bowling. You didn't like that. We were talking about bowling, and that was just that's about, about bowling. Sex. That's, that's about, about sex. sex. We're gonna also, score tonight. That's about sex. The, the very good choreography in the opening of Grease Two. It's very good makes the lack of choreography in the bowling one unacceptable. All the choreography in the bowling scene is just spinning. Everyone, whether it's one person, two people, for five minutes. Just Who spin- cares? <laughs> what are these notes, Josh? <laughs> the pirouettes, baby? They're spinning. You cannot show me a 50-person, really objectively good, objectively well-choreographed scene like the opening and then cut to the bowling with a, a, a mid song that cannot be saved by a bunch of pirouettes. Okay, hold on, because I feel like we literally left Greece in the dust, <laughs> and we're just fucking piling onto Greece too. So fucking wait. Okay. Let's talk about Greece for a second. Greece too was a horrific experience for me. Horrific. Horrific. You I was too so late. It was Horrific. awful. Oh my it was God. not fun for me at all. Okay, Grease 1, Grease 1, Grease 1, Grease 1. Grease oh, Grease. you're mad at me. I'm mad at you. <laughs> Whatever. We're always mad at each other on this fucking podcast. Okay, Grease. Mm. One of the main things that 
you, Josh, told me off mic hmm. that you had a problem with was that all these adults were playing yeah. teenagers. Do you still find that this is a problem? Honestly, watching this time, I, I, I let myself forgive it a little more. I don't know why. I just kind of maybe I was just resigned. Maybe I'm just tired. But I was like, whatever. <laughs> it only when I mean, what's his name? The famous, the famously old one. Uh, oh, the, um, the yeah. So, mm-hmm. Like obviously, when Sonny came on with John Travolta and Olivia Newton-John, and I, I let myself forgive it a little more and kind of let it go. So it didn't. I didn't walk away, at least from Grease One, being like, "Oh my God, all those old people." It was just like something that was noticeable while watching it, and it is what it is. I will say it was really funny because I didn't know the ages. I knew they were not high school, clearly, but I didn't know how old everyone was. So I picked up my phone and I. I typed into Google, how old are, and it auto-filled in the <laughs> actors from Greece. <laughs> that just means you're being watched, baby. That's the government. That's the government <laughs> on you. Because uh, John and Olivia were only like 22, 23. Yeah. yeah no, Olivia so. was 28. Michelle oh, okay. was 23. Mm-hmm. There we go. Greece 1 has my least favorite musical theater song of all time what let's guess let's go around the room yeah actually guess. i want to guess hold on grease lightning summer summer loving no i don't like it but that's not my least favorite i think Lacey, i, I think i like... said it so you know oh, god i know uh, what it is. grease lightning's a fucking bop for one that wow. shit goes. except for one line which well one? yeah the main line the main line the the music of grease lightning we'll talk about grease lightning in a second i hate beauty school dropout i think it's a horrible song josh go ahead and log off on it baby <laughs> go ahead and log the fuck off what what's the point what do you what do you mean what do you mean you just her, use it as a defense i use it as a defense for the pink ladies for frenchie yeah. having so, a storyline that's called nuance baby i can attack it and defend it what's no going? that's oh. called josh <laughs> no just, just throwing <laughs> shit out that thing i, I can, said earlier forget it <laughs> i can understand how it furthers frenchie's character which it does while also thinking it's a dog water song <laughs> Melly, you owe me like five, ten, fifteen dollars. <laughs> God damn it! Well, uh, somehow dog- I said, I turned there. I was like, Josh is gonna be like, this is dog shit. This is dog water. <laughs> I think I've said both already. Yeah, yeah, you have. We have beauty school dropout with our Ooh. archangel Frankie Avalon. Like, why? Because he was it at the time. And then we have all the- like I know that I know the lore of like Frankie Avalon being in it. Like, I know all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we have the girls in there doing their thing. Frenchie's like one of the best characters, so much so that she comes back for Greece too. Yeah, they forgot about her. They forgot to send her the script. We ain't whatever. Wait, but, I didn't know that. What? Yeah, the reason why she wasn't in Greece too was that she was supposed to be in the whole damn thing, and then by by like halfway through shooting. They just like simply forgot. Even though I love it, I don't think she needs to be in Greece too. I think Michael could just come off the bus and we just start there. But I mean, I love, I think she's great. So I'm not going to be like, why is she in it? You know? Immediately him coming off the bus and being Olivia or being Sandy's cousin. It's like, so she's a British cousin. She's from Australia and they both find themselves in the same town in America. Like that immediately was just like, just have him be a new student. Just have him. 
Right. But we got to connect it. We, we got to connect, connect it a little bit. To, why am I defending it? No. Yeah, they're the pink ladies and the T-birds at Rydell High. That's all right. You're connected. Eugene is already in the movie. Have Eugene tell him about you. You can't touch a pink lady without being a T-bird. Why was Eugene in the movie? We're not talking about Grease 2. Sorry. We are talking about Grease. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, clearly Eugene was not an upperclassman. So he's just yeah. like. That's how I wrote it off. It's only been like a sophomore. What, two years? Yeah. Yeah. I think I think Beauty School Dropout is a really fun song, and it's like an it's Frenchie's moment that is sung to her. She doesn't get a song, but yeah, she doesn't get a moment. That's all Teen Angel. I know, but it's it's her fantasy. It's her it's yeah. her come to Jesus moment where she's like, I'm I failed, you know. Gotta go. Um, you don't get a. I feel like you don't get a lot of that in these really bubblegum positive movies. You don't get someone trying and failing you still root for her even though she didn't succeed at her dream Hmm. so i I really really like it and i want to say if you don't like beauty school dropout google or apple spotify while you're following when a cinephiles attack hey go find billy porter's version of beauty school dropout it will change your whole perception of that song well that's not in the movie so uh, I think oh my God. Frenchie being likable <laughs> is a testament to Didi Khan more than mm-hmm. the writing of the character. I think it's both. Didi Khan crushes I think it. she's written as a very positive, like she's supposed yeah. to be the friendly inlay, but Didi Khan is, her her performance is iconic. I, everyone yeah. knows who Frenchie is. So y'all had no real problems with Grease? It was just I, that's too. the thing is like Grease is Grease is Grease. Like Grease is kind of an institution at this point. Grease Lightning does have the grossest lyric in the, That's in the movie. My problem, my one problem, is the line: "The chicks will cream for Grease Lightning." I mean, look at the car. I don't I mean, like it. It's a bunch of teenage boys. <laughs> I don't you like don't, it. Is it because you don't say cream? I do not use the word cream. No. I- <laughs> Why can't the chicks will get wet like the? No, because we that's don't need too it. No. Over, that's too the overt. The chicks will love it. And also, chi- it's this is seventy eight. Nobody the will, thinks of the chicks wet. will scream. They think of cream. Yes, <laughs> it has that's to rhyme like with a, cream. That's such an old school way. Like, oh, this chick's gonna cream for my car. Like, Ew! I don't like it. It's such a corny, greaser, teenage boy thought. Like, once I get the perfect car, I'm going to see this chick and she's going to, her dress is going to blow up. She's going to creep. Yeah, like like they also use the word jugs. Like, I feel like guys don't say jugs anymore. No. Yeah, no. That's the the grossest line when Summer Lovin' is talking about, did she put up a fight? I don't know. One half of Summer Lovin' fucking sucks. And you all know which half I'm talking about. We do. And I don't, because they're, they're both great. Um, the lyrics. I don't, I will say this, I don't like the overall ending message of Grease. Let's get into it. You've triggered Mel's trap card. Powering up. <laughs> Editing Rashawn, I know you already got that MP3 play. You triggered my trap card. Power balance. I do. <laughs> I hate that I saved it. Either way, I don't like that either character has to change for Danny and Sandy to be together. I mean, at the end, he he shows up in his little sweater and is trying to be all cute. He shouldn't have to do that. And she shouldn't have to change who she is for them to be together. Let's hear it, Mella. 
I have always heard this. This movie sucks because this girl's got to change for a man. And you know, if you've never met me, you're only listening to me, but you're my friend out there. You know that I would think the same thing. But I don't think this is the case. I do think that Sandy, especially in her little reprise of Sandra D, she knows not just with for a guy, but just to like really get in with her friends. And I don't even mean change. I think she just has to become confident. I don't think she's really changing who she is as a person. She doesn't become a bitch. She's just changing her outfit. She Because when she gets to the carnival and she has a cigarette, she like looks like, I don't even know what to do with this. She's not changing her character. She's literally just changing, becoming confident, getting new clothes. She's not becoming Rizzo all of a sudden. She's putting on a little outfit and then she shows up to meet her man and he has changed too. And then he quickly takes off the sweater and he's like, oh, I'm done with this. That's what I was going to say is I think first they save themselves by having Danny also change. She comes with a Letterman sweater, but then they ruin it again by when they see each other and they're like, oh shit, you were willing to change too. Danny's able to shed his and go back to OG Danny, uh, how he's always been so effectively not changing at all. And Sandy stays changed. That's the thing is like, I feel like there is such a, like a derogatory she's changed like she changed for a man i think she changed for herself she noticed yeah i'm hanging out with these girls i'm hanging out with frenchie who yeah maybe the girls were acting i mean technically it's only rizzo who's really acting like a bitch to her but everyone else is like try this try this and she's like no i'm just gonna be off by myself i'm literally watching this race on the hill by myself and then she decides you know what frenchie i think i need a little bit of your help and she like wants to change herself no one in the movie ever tells her hey bitch you need to fix that hair they try to pierce her ears and she's like nah i feel like she's doing this all on her own that's a valid argument which i could get behind and i could respect if we saw that character change we just get that tiny little reprise and it's not even really like a want song for her? I don't know. I don't see it. I don't, I don't, I see it as her trying to fit in, not as her trying to do it for herself. And I'm not cool with that. <laughs> <laughs> Be yourself, even if you're a nerd. Well, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I see, I kind of see what Lucy's saying, but also most of the movie is Danny trying to change for sandy right um, i could, that's what i'm saying is i don't think but you said both you did say both yeah mm-hmm. yeah should have but to. I, th- I to me the moment at the end where they kind of see each other is them is a lot more playful in my eyes where they're like oh my god you were changing your clothes for me i was changing my clothes mm-hmm. for you let's sing a little ditty to each other and then when they're riding off i i think it all of that identity because they're graduating from high school and then they sing about how much everything's going to change. So I think it all just becomes moot by the end where it's like, I'm not going to be a T-bird or a pink lady by the time graduation comes because this is it for us. So I, I think in the end, you're the one that I want. It's just basically about them choosing each other regardless of their personality or identity. Cute. I like that. I will say, I think this is the one thing because two is pretty much a clone of one. 
I will think this is the one thing two did better than one is that Michelle Pfeiffer's character, the, the, the desire for change in the same way that Danny had a desire for change, the desire for change happened from the jump before she even met the British dude. She was like, I'm, I'm done. I want to, I want to try something new. I want to, I want to expand my horizons. And it, it felt very, there was no confusion. There was no debate over, over whether she's changing for herself or for a boy. Like right. it started early before she like got involved with this guy. And that is the one thing Grease 2, I think did better. So you, so you, Grease 2 is better. You heard it. Rashawn. This is, Go I, d- I pulled this shit that. over all I the did. Christmas episodes. I will echo it. Do you, uh, wait a second. You will echo that Grease 2 is better than Grease 1. No, I was going to echo Josh's statement. And oh, okay. <laughs> Oh, How Lord, many? Jesus. I mean, I said it up front. I enjoy Grease two more because of Michelle Pfeiffer. Whatever, sue me. I didn't How know many, this. So, I how many great. characters do you think in the Grease and Grease two pantheon? How many of the guys do you think got drafted for the Vietnam War, and how many do you think made it home? Jesus what? Christ! No, why? No. Fuck off. <laughs> I think Sonny. I think so I think Sonny actually found his stride overseas. You think, I think so? He really, yeah, I think he really found himself. He grew up a little. Stop yeah. fucking around. He grew into his hairline. You know what I mean? <laughs> All right. <laughs> I don't like this. Let's move on. I don't like it. <laughs> okay. So let me ask y'all something. On I Drink Your Podcast, Ben throws a bomb into the episode usually. And I'm going to throw a bomb in there. It's not my bomb. This is just something that the internet... This is something I've known for a long time because Greece is just always in my head. So there is a fan theory out there that Sandy actually died during the summer. So the line, I saved her, she nearly drowned. She actually drowned. She died. And the whole movie of Greece is that she's completely dead. When they're in the car riding off together, she's ascending into heaven. So, per this theory, this would all be from Sandy's POV. Exactly. As she's, like, drowning, as she, like, her brain's firing its last few neutrons and right. giving her this last little fantasy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that sucks. Which, this theory aside, I do think that this is kind of like a a lens, like, Rydell is, like, the fun part of high school that everybody in their memory, like, even us, we're just like, oh, when I think back of high school... I only think about the good times. So I think that's like what the, to me, that's what Greece is. But with, with this theory in mind, Sandy would yeah be looking at it from heaven. Like, Oh, this is how it would have gone. Maybe, maybe it's actually all of them are grown adults and we're just reliving in their mind, but they're placing their current 40 year old self in the role exactly. of a high school. <laughs> um, no, I think that theory sucks. <laughs> What do you think? We're funny. Um, go ahead and throw that out. Yeah, I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it either. I think it's really crazy. <laughs> oh, we all just said, fuck your bomb. No, I reject it. It wasn't my bomb, but I definitely wanted to bring it up because it is going to help with the game later. There's too many holes that could be poked in it, especially when it comes to the POV of the movie. And we're we're in the age of Mephisto here. You got Internet, you got to step your theory game up. Put it. I think this was a theory that was uh, way before Mephisto. Yeah, now we've evolved. So, can we talk about Grease 2? Yeah, oh my God. let's fucking talk about Grease 2. 
Yikes. I don't understand why you guys hate it so much because it is so good. (laughs) I not a single not a single when I critique the music of this movie because it will continue on. Mm -hmm. Cool Rider is in an is in a in a in a vault. Cool Rider is a jam. Right. It's great part of the movie. It's on its own. That's a single from the soundtrack that you're. That's a single from the soundtrack. Like that's (laughs) that's the Usher version of "You'll Be in My Heart." You know what I mean? Not in son. Move the fuck on. (laughs) The way you just pulled that out, I don't like that. Um, for Sean Freely, not when people Bryson's right there. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) <laughs> oh my god there's not a single catchy note in this whole movie i ca- i'm false i'm i watched it two hours ago less than and i can't think of a single song or note me and rashawn have been singing reproduction all morning so i don't know all morning all morning <laughs> I how's think it go think how does it go i don't know how it goes favorite number in the whole thing you ready I hate- no? yeah reproduction, reproduction. You were supposed to do the girl's part. Oh. God, how did you fuck that up? <laughs> I was just excited to sing it. <laughs> I'm starting to realize maybe Josh is not a musical guy. I'm not saying you don't know any musicals. I'm just saying maybe you're not a musical dude. Some musicals are growers, not showers. I was offered a college scholarship for musical theater. That is not what I said. I didn't say Josh can't sing. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll have you know... I changed majors. (laughs) (laughs) And I've heard you sing. You're lovely. I think that you are not a musical guy. You're not about to sit down and watch like the drowsy chaperone. You know what I mean? I also got offered from the University of Nebraska, by the way. Joshua, (laughs) think about the musicals that you enjoy. You enjoy Come From Away. You enjoy Once. You enjoy Spelling Bee. These are not big, flashy... For sure. Musical. Rodgers and Hammerstein. Old, old fashioned musicals. Yeah. Old heads. Is that what Old head. Parenthesis <laughs> derogatory. Old heads. <laughs> so sometimes, and I'm not, this is not me defending Grease 2 and a Nugget. Might this, as well. Yeah, I'm defending. I really like a lot of these numbers. Like a lot, a lot. Cool Rider, agreed, is in a category Top of its tier. own because of Fife. But I think some of the numbers are also just straightforward, like fun, ditty musical numbers. And I like yeah, I Grease know. One. Uh, Grease Lightning's a jam. Uh, the final number's a jam. That's like saying I like Seasons of Love. Like, of course you like Grease Lightning. Of course you like mm-hmm. You're the, the One song. I Want. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, who, yeah, those are songs that are in the okay. public consciousness. Heaven forbid I like well-liked things. That is not... I think oh my, my point's God, lost. <laughs> Lacey, Lacey, what yeah. about what about Maxwell? What about Michael? No. Is that the lead? He was the worst singer in the entire cast. He is not a I good wasn't singer. talking about his singing. I was not talking about look how You're cute talking he about is. his looks. <laughs> she was like, I was talking about his mouth, but I wasn't talking about his singing. You <laughs> exactly. Know <what> I mean? <laughs> He's so we actually, we actually talked about this with Sam. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to preface this before Lacey gives her opinion because I know you don't care about my opinion on his looks. But Sam also hates Grease too, and he said the only redeeming factor is that I believe he called Maxwell Caulfield otherworldly attractive. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. 
Sam doesn't have movie taste. But on this, he's correct. I said it, Sam. I hope you're listening to this episode. He's <laughs> not going to listen to Grease. Your movie I was taste sucks. Say, get him on the phone. But now, no. I thought he would like it. He like, didn't do it for you? What the like fuck? I can recognize that he's a handsome man. But if I'm looking at anybody on that screen, I am looking at Michelle Pfeiffer. I mean, duh. This is what I liked about this one is that, yes, he did change. But he just added a few little gadgets. He was still himself. You know what I mean? Like he looked he, goofy as shit on that motorcycle. What? Also, this movie does something that I fucking hate in every movie that does this. I hate it in every movie. Hmm. Covering up this part of your face with goggles, with a half a face mask. A masquerade mask. The, the, the Batman effect. You right. know who it is. That's Come not on, a you're in a movie. Man. That is not you're a mystery a movie. person. You're in a movie. Yes, okay. No. That ta- no. You know who know. that person is. I'm like, oh my gosh, she doesn't know who he is. This is crazy. <laughs> I'm into oh it. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's the guy that I kissed randomly. Whoops. That He has a very distinct mouth. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. Carmella. Chill out. Um, <laughs> you're, you're proving my point, that, and Lacey's point, that she would know who that is. I mean, I fucking would know who it is. I wouldn't even have an issue with him changing to be cool. I'd be like, drop trial while writing Shakespeare. I don't give a fuck. But this is a movie trope. Like, we have to... We are also watching a musical. We have to give in to it a little bit. We have to... Why couldn't they find an actor from Australia? Why is he British and not Australian? Or American. Make him Sandy's American cousin. I don't... Just because they wanted the Shakespeare joke? I don't they know. They wanted him to seem smart? I think it just want, he's just a it foreigner. It sucks, dude. Why? Why does he have to be British? I it think doesn't he, make any sense. It's just like in the first one, she's a transfer student. And then this one, he's okay, a transfer Okay, make student. him a... Tra- he's her cousin. Tra- he's tra- He's got to be transferred. I don't know. What kind of globe-trotting ruins the movie for you? I mean, I know you hate the movie, but... No, it is just, no, it is a, a one nail in the bed of nails I was forced to lay on. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. It's a small little detail. Like, he's... He's British. He's Sandy's cousin. That's like... I, I don't mind that he's British. Make him another transfer student. Like, uh, take out the cousin thing. That's it. it Frenchie, Frenchie can even be there to greet the transfer student. You can keep it all. But that doesn't have any bearing on the plot other than like a wink in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And then that's it. Like, why is it ruining it? Because oh, uh, my best friend Sandy was a transfer student too. Let me take care of you. Boom. This is, I, this is nitpick Josh. He's out. I will play. say I, <laughs> so John Travolta and Olivia Newton-John were supposed to have a cameo. So in the scene where I wondered that Steph is at the, at her job and she's like handling all of the, gas station mm-hmm. thing they were supposed to drive up that would and have been I, cute that would have been, been so cute, cute. Shit. and i yeah. feel like it even just that little part would have made it make sense a little bit more because we do talk about how frenchie and stephanie are best friends but we never see it and i think that's also a part of dd con was never brought back to continue filming and it was like the cameo fell out so i feel like that's not so much like the movie's problem as it is more so the technical industry part of it where it's like y'all forgot a little bit of stuff to make some movies. The producers of this movie fell out. They fell asleep. Oof. They fell Oof. asleep. <laughs> so I feel like if they 
would have been able to just like put that little nugget in, especially for the people that are watching Greece are watching Greece too. So no, no, yes. Or do you, do you mean you have had to have seen Greece to be interested in Greece too? Is that what you? Mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. Okay, like you're not just yes. gonna be like, let's see what Greece two is about. I've never seen the first one. <laughs> <laughs> you know so okay, then yes it, it's definitely like where sean said a wink where you're like oh okay there they are because it's right. all in the same world it's all at the same school okay. and it every i think all of that would have been a little bit more of a bow than what it is right now i also they brought back oh, what's his name sid from toy story from the other school um <laughs> face. Oh, oh, oh. face yes what, Who are is we clearly forty five? Oh my god! He's, but he was forty five in the first one. Yeah, yeah. now yeah. he's forty seven. Like, yeah. are we supposed to just believe he it was like a flunky or like? Yeah, like, like a flunky, or I don't know. Maybe he's not even at the school. He's just causing up trouble. That's what he does. What? A yeah, loser. I didn't think he was in school anymore. I thought he was just the controlled motorcycle crashes were horrific. <laughs> drive the slow, slow lay come down to stop uh. lay down both hands out fall but then we get a heavenly pile of white motorcycles to really just put it all together a little 80s montage michelle fife running slow-mo fuck this is yes. so good what we didn't also we're giving a lot of props to michelle Pfeiffer. i also want to say olivia newton john is very very good in the first one and start retaining Stockard Channing is otherworldly. She is absolutely phenomenal. Anyway, back to Grease too. Uh, <laughs> it's great. I love the songs. All the songs are catches. Let's do it for no. our country. The... Oh, that country. song oh, sucks. It sucks. Oh, no, it doesn't. Her voice, she is so cute and does a great job. Her voice is like nails on a chalkboard. She <laughs> wasn't there. She wasn't there. They had to dub it in later. He was singing by himself. <laughs> there you go. That makes a lot more sense. But it's such a good song. It's so funny. And it is not he's a good hot. song. He it's is setting funny? her up to take her virginity. He is not. It's, it's not funny? good, Mella. But she says no and she leaves. Like nothing happens. She says no a lot. And then the guys fall. And then the jig is up and then she leaves. But she doesn't, she doesn't know what she song. was saying no to. She was like, we are going to fight for the country. It's the innuendo. And then she's like, let's get out there. There's no, the no. Innuendo means it's like implied that nothing's implied. It's there. No, I mean, on her side, she's thinking like everything he's saying, we're doing it for like literally Uncle Sam, the USA, the red, white and blue. I did not get that. Yeah. I mean, these both are... It's a conundrum because they're adults, but they're playing teenagers and they're doing things that teenagers think about all the time. Mm -hmm. And I feel like this is one of those songs where this desperate ass horny boy is just like, how can I get her to have sex with me? How can I get her to have sex with me? And she's not on the same page with him at all. And Mm -mm. he thinks this idea is like great. And she's like, okay, yeah, let's pretend. And then it doesn't work out for him. And I, I turned to her while this number was playing and I was like, they're going to eat your ass up tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> he said it like three times. <laughs> but it's, I mean, if, would it change? It's the Evan Hansen thing. Would this change if it was like a 17-year-old looking boy singing this? No, the song sucks. 
Well, the song doesn't suck. The song doesn't suck. Let's move yes, on. Yes, it does. But the song is so good. The songs are all bad, dude. The songs oh are not bad. Oh, my God. Reproduction is great. Score tonight is great. Cool Rider is great. Back to school again. Great. I don't like what they did with the luau. Like, appropriation aside, that happens, especially in old movies. That's fine. Mm. But it seemed like they were trying to make an allegory to uh, the final number in Grease 1, the sibity wabby doobie dop yep that's <laughs> but instead of making gibberish they just used hawaiian to make it sound like gibberish and that rubbed me the wrong way mm, i didn't put that together but i mean i put together that like obviously it's the final number there, yeah, we had a carnival and now we have a luau. that's the mirror yeah. yeah 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 and instead of making up gibberish they're singing hawaiian and i guess maybe that's better because it's real words but I don't know. It rubbed me the wrong way. Probably just because it was made in the 80s. Also, like, the whole ending, they just watched someone die, they think. They think they just witnessed someone die. And Stephanie's the only one that's reacting properly. What'd you say? They're they're kids. They're kids. Like, they don't know this guy from Adam. He was doing some crazy stunt. Like, what are they supposed to do? They're kids, and they're thinking about graduation. Like, go, ask stand, go ask Stand By Me. What are kids supposed to do? Ooh. That's a different movie. Ooh. That's Mella, a different have you movie. That one yet? I have. I oh, have watched job. it. And that is a realistic movie. This is, again, we are in a <laughs> 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 but you can't you can't have someone reacting realistically. Stephanie is like fucked up. Because she because is she's in love with him. And How? she's been the straight man the whole time. She doesn't know who he is. How? Don't do this, Sally and Jack. Don't do this. Oh my Don't god. Don't do this. Don't bring my movie into this podcast. We're if we're gonna be okay with quick love, <laughs> let's be okay with it. But she doesn't see <laughs> his face. She quick love. Doesn't quick love, it's giving Josh on his know wedding night. His name. <laughs> Lacey, go ahead and log out for me, baby. Okay. Oh my god. <laughs> she doesn't know his face. Like, she doesn't know she his be? name. She crawled on top of his motorcycle and that was it. Yeah, but the the motorcycle ride and the little sunset, she oh. fell for him and so when she thinks he's dead. Have you ever been compared- on a motorcycle? Only no, once. Why? It's very loud. Okay. There is no like conversation happening. There's no getting to know each other happening. Lacey, Lacey. Rashawn, Rashawn. Come on, this is a musical. You should be on come on. They no. and they stopped at the at the mountain. There was a sunset happening. They had conversation. They kissed. They're in love. I'll Take s- your fucking goggles off. He doesn't <laughs> want her to know face. that it's him. He can't. I I have less of a problem with with Michelle Pfeiffer's reaction and the fact and more of a problem with the fact that you got one realistic depiction of someone watching someone die and then everyone else wasn't. The inconsistency is no bueno. I don't know if it's realistic. She has like a whole daydream musical number about it. Like it's yeah, she's retreating because of trauma. <laughs> <laughs> But I also feel like when he jumps off, all of the girls are like, he's fine. He's fine. You saw him at the Bolarama. He he made that jump. He's good. You're good. 
they like Rashawn said, they don't really give a shit. They're just like, he's fine. He's not dead. I don't think anyone else except for Stephanie is thinking that he's dead. That's why I think they can continue on having fun. I don't think anyone stepped away like, damn, he really died. Yeah, that fool died. <laughs> because when he pulls up, they're excited to know that it's him, not that he's alive. The only one that's excited to know that he's alive is Stephanie. Good point. Okay. Thank you. Look at me. Wow. Go go me. That's a valid point. You're right. Go me? Yeah. <laughs> Why are you patting yourself on the back for that? Because I acknowledge that she made a good point and I retreated on mine. So No, that's gross. That's honestly that's gross. That's gross. All right, guys. <laughs> Is there any last grievances? Grease 2 didn't seem like a sequel to Grease. It seemed like one of those straight to DVD spinoffs, like Atlantic Rim. <laughs> no. To me, Atlantic Rim <laughs> to Pacific Rim seemed like Grease 2 to Grease. It seemed like something that was Grease adjacent and trying to be Grease without ever actually hitting any of the marks or, or capturing any of the magic. It's, it's magical mm-mm. to me. Mm-mm. It's magical to me too. It is not, guys... but now I mean, think thankfully, Mel. Yeah, Grease Two has Michelle Pfeiffer. I also do like the songs, but if Grease Two did not have Michelle Pfeiffer, what? I don't know if I would have been on your side. You don't have to say all of that. You could have told me off the motherfucking mic. I was trying to even <laughs> the playing field. Hey, who wants to play a game? <laughs> I want to play a game. All right, everyone, gird your loins. Riddle me this. It don't matter if you win by an inch or a mile. I despise guessing games. Come on, boy. Boy, play with me. Riddle me that. Yeah. So this is a alternate ending, one that we had at the wee beginning of When Cinephile Attack, and I'm here to bring it back. So at the end of Greece, we see Sandy and Danny fly off into the abyss into their new pussy wagon. <laughs> Where do they go? I don't know, but I want my fellow cinephiles to tell me. So we're going to go around the room and I'm going to ask you guys your thoughts on it. And it's quite simple. Whoever I like best wins. <laughs> That's it. So let's start with start with Lacey. She's a good storyteller. Ooh, um, let me take you on a journey. Okay. <laughs> I'm, tra- I'm trademarking that shit in 2022. <laughs> I think I said it first. No, you didn't. <laughs> no, I didn't. As Sandy and Danny soar up through the clouds, the sounds of their friends' voices singing, always be together begin to fade behind them the temperature drops and the sky turns gray sandy sidles up to danny smiling cold unsure of what's to come danny pulls her in tight and looks around unsure of what comes next sandy my darling he says what do you say we get out of this town strike out to somewhere new oh danny says Sandy. Where would we go? Just then, lightning crashes and rain begins to pour. Grease lightning begins to fill with water, weighing the car down and lowering it out of the sky towards the ground. Danny and Sandy are soaked to the bone as the wheels touch down on on the unfamiliar road surrounded by trees. In the distance, 
they see an enormous house shrouded in shadows. The lightning flashes around it. Danny turns the key in the ignition, but Grace Lightning refuses to start. Looks like we gotta hoof it, he says, opening his door. Water spills out all over the concrete. Sandy scooches across the car and hops out. They make their way up the winding hill towards the house. And when they arrive at the front door, they pull on the long doorbell ringer and a scream echoes through the house. Danny and Sandy look at each other, unsure and nervous. When the door swings open, a maid with a fiery head of red hair opens <laughs> yes. the door. <laughs> a wide smile spreads across her face. Frank! She calls into the house. We have company. I love it! <laughs> the end. I love it. All right. Did you write that down? I did. Wow, shit. You put in a lot more work than I did. Wow. That was really good, Lacey. Roshani, you're up next. So... Sandy and Danny take off in their pussy wagon. Mm-hmm. God. Flying high through the clouds. She turns to Danny and she says, Wow, Danny, this is <laughs> more than I could have ever possibly imagined. He's like, Sandy, me too. <laughs> <laughs> As they're driving, they start to hear a... <sighs> they look behind them. A few puffs of smoke are coming out the back of the exhaust pipe. The pussy wagon starts to slow down. She turns to Danny. Oh my god. Did we put gas in the pussy wagon? Oh my god, Sandy. I forgot. (laughs) I was shopping for my sweater and I didn't go get gas. The pussy wagon starts to fall through the sky. Pummeling towards the ground. Danny, I just want you to know that if this is our last moments... I love you so much. He's like, Sandy, me too. (laughs) Inches, inches from the ground. They crash and die and burn. Oh my God. Oh shit. Jesus. Oh shit. Oh my God. Um, We'll always be together indeed. (laughs) Uh, Ready? Ready. Mm -hmm. So... The final scene ends. Sandy and Danny take to the sky. They're driving, they're waving. They're smiling, everybody's happy. They hit the clouds. They hit a layer of clouds. As they drive through the clouds, the camera maintains. It stays where it's at. They drive through. The cloud overtakes the camera, pure white. The whole screen is white. The screen maintains white, and we get a different room tone all of a sudden. And as it zooms back out, the white of the clouds has turned into the bright white fluorescent light of some sort of room. Very sterile, very, very harsh white light. Then you hear beep, beep, beep. And it pans down from the hospital wall over a hospital bed with a figure sitting next to it. And on the TV in the hospital, you see the evening news. And the newscaster gets on and says, more info has come out about the fatal crash at Thunder Road, killing one and putting another in a coma. More, at se- and then turns off. Before the TV gets turned off, you see the jump at the end of the Thunder Road chase did not go the way it is in the movie. Danny's car actually crashes into the enemy car. 
killing Craterface and putting Danny in a coma. Hands back down. It's just Sandy sitting over Danny's comatose body. The heart rate monitor. Beep. Beep. Very slow. And to the rhythm of the heart rate monitor. Beep. Beep. We get an acapella, no instrumental, voice only reprise slow down of we'll always be together oh my goodness from sandy and as she hits the final note the final note is harmonized with danny's heart rate monitor going flat (gasps) bends down and cries over his chest fade to black damn that is heartbreaking as fuck we'll always be together reprise oh my god rolling um dark um so we have them at the rocky mansion and then Uh we have them fucking crashing and burning and then we have (laughs) comatose and fates of black yeah so the the final sequence at the at the carnival was all in danny's head jesus christ um mine happened no yeah yours fucking happened mine happened sure (laughs) you know what Lacey you're the winner because you were so smart in using Rocky Horror because I didn't fucking get it in my Halloween episode and I'm so fucking (laughs) mad about that are you forgetting why you didn't get it no I'm not it was cause of Lacey yeah I know so I'm taking this as her fucking olive branch and she wins. Olive branches are always accepted unless they come from Rashawn. Josh, so. that was really great yep. though, but that is so depressing. That is just it's cinematic though, right? It's cinematic it nice. as full. Like if they do a remake, <laughs> shit. Call, call you. Okay. Shit. <laughs> what, Very what good, Lacey. Mike? What, where, Thank where's you. my compliment? Rashawn, we gonna talk after the, <laughs> off the mic. We gonna talk. Whatever. Mine was cinematic as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yours was jarring. Yours was for sure. You did have the accent. <laughs> whatever Mm. y'all don't get cinema um so wrapping things up i've come to the conclusion that greece is what we know what we love we've all seen it from childhood into adulthood and we continue to love it it's a staple greece too however (laughs) may not be everyone's cup of tea we don't love the songs but we do have a Michelle Pfeiffer from it. This was her first role, and she continued on, and we got Michelle Pfeiffer. Damn, what was it really? Yeah. Um, so it, if not we her, can, not her first. But... Wasn't her first? I read her it. first like major starring role. Yeah, her first major starring role. So out of Greece two, we pinched out. We pinched out Michelle Pfeiffer, and if that's all the good we can take from it today, I'm happy to do it. <laughs> I don't like the phrase we pinched out Michelle Pfeiffer. We, we uh we pinched out. We creamed out Michelle <laughs> we Pfeiffer. We creamed out. There we go. Oh no. She made us she made us cream ingredients. No. <laughs> we end each episode with a quick round of six degrees of separation. Who can find the fastest connection between Stalker Channing? And the star of the film for our next episode, Courtney Cox. 
Oh, I got it. No! What? Oh, hold on. I don't know if I know any other- I don't know if I know any other stock of Jane. Yeah, I got it. Oh my oh, god. Never mind, doesn't matter. What is it? Um... Might have to fact check me. Okay. Uh, Courtney Cox was in the longest yard. Wait, I'm gonna go the other way. Um, she was. Stalker, Stalker Channing was in Practical Magic with Nicole Kidman, who was in Just Go With It with Adam Sandler, mm-hmm. who's in the longest yard with Courtney Cox. Come on, Adam well, Sandler. Well, damn. Is she, in the, well. is she in the longest yard? Yeah, she's his wife, isn't she? Okay, cool. Are you checking it? And Nicole is just go with it the right title. Yeah, because that's the one where... They're like at Hawaii. At Hawaii, Hawaii, yeah. That's the one we see in the hotel every single time. Yeah. (laughs) It's always on at the hotel. Like, a hotel. Nicole Kidman pops up. She's like married to Dave Matthews, right? Yeah. Uh, That's the the beginning of our Adam Sandler 2020. (laughs) Here we go. Get ready. Here we fucking go. That is it. For this week's episode of When Cinephiles Attack, as always, we'd love if you took a moment and rated us on Apple Podcasts. You can find this and all of our episodes on Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, or anywhere you get your podcasts. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at CinephileAttack. And if you have a suggestion for a new episode or you just want to show us some love, email us at whencinephilesattack at gmail.com. Reproduction, reproduction. <laughs> There's nothing else to that song. It's just put your repro- pollen tube to work. Where does the pollen go? Not here. From Mella, Josh, Lacey, and Rashawn. That's it. I will catch you next week. <laughs> Goodbye. It's scream time, baby. <laughs>